Good morning, Ray. Good morning, John. How are you today? I'm doing great, man. How are you? I'm fantastic. You know what today is? It's you go. Friday. It you thought Friday. I was going to say it's Saturday, right? No. Saturday's my favorite day of the year, Ray. Uh, sure, again. So welcome to another episode of Saturday Morning Sales Meeting, the greatest podcast on earth. Ever. You know, it's a uh, we say it's Saturday Morning Sales Meeting, a podcast about everything automotive. Okay. A podcast about everything we, automotive. We say that, do we? I say that yeah. <laughs> constantly. I'll just be in the grocery store. People are like, hey, how are you, sir? I say, Saturday morning sales meeting, a podcast about everything automotive. All right. And they, Check it out. What kind of responses do you get? Uh, they don't really say much. They just look. Give me a look of a look of agreement. They give you that look. A look of agreement that says, huh, I never thought about that. Right. That's right. That's they true. see your enlightenedness. Yeah. It's almost like we connect on a spiritual level. Well. And they're going, thank you. Thank you, John. <laughs> Thank you for giving. You, Thank you. You've given to me my my yeah. soul. And a lot of times they skip away. You know, like they they approached in a normal strolling, right. you know, and then they're they're a little they walk a little bit quicker when they're going away because right. they're, they're happier. They, or they're running away from you. Yeah. No, no, I think there's just a little hip uh, you, a little pop in their step. Just tell yourself that. Yeah. That's a beautiful thing. I mean, that it's the truth. You can you put it through those rose-colored glasses. You, you know have. what we should do, Ray. You Tell should me. videotape me telling people about the show. And I may do that. You need to get that call. That's that was a, a notification on my computer. Yeah, you need to get it. No, I, are there singles in the area near you? <laughs> no, uh, I have another appointment. Great. Wait a minute. Okay, wait, so wait, wait, wait. thank you for joining us again for another. Wait. All right, we're good. It's still recording. It just flipped over to the other one in Audible. What? Did you get your degree from DeVry? Hey, don't talk bad about DeVry. I don't know anything about DeVry. I just remember their TV commercials from yeah, the 80s. Well, you know, that's their marketing department. Because they teach marketing, I'm sure. Oh. And uh, massage. Well, here I am making a joke about it. So what does that say about their marketing department? Right. I remember, remember the name. <laughs> there you go. Yes, that's good. So today, Ray, uh, we're going to talk about, um, well, I wasn't going to tell you this, but we're going to talk about spirituality. Are we? We're, we're kind of going to do a part two of the power of positive thinking. Right. So we're going to talk about Napoleon Hill, John Burney, the sad guru. We're going to talk about uh, Bill Murray. I think you got to say it, guru. Okay, you say it, uh, you know, tomato, tomato. That's the enlightened way, John. Is it? Yeah. So you're guru. enlightened. Guru. Okay. I am. Is that G-O-O-R-U? No, it's still G-U-R-U. Okay. But you say guru. Sounds uh, Caribbean. Okay. I like the Caribbean. Hey, he's my guru, man. Here, <laughs> smoke a little of this. You'll be enlightened, bro. <laughs> no, that's not it at all. No? No. And, you know, your your Caribbean accent leaves a lot to be desired. <laughs> Let me work on it. Hey, man, I smoke a little of this. Uh. Right, there you go. Everything becomes Italian with you. <laughs> <laughs> you become enlightened, bro. Believe me. It's a good mixture there? No. It, it was, Did it get uh, better? That, that was probably a delete. I don't think so. <laughs> we'll see. Yeah. We'll see when I'm editing this. 
I might just, it might be a whole podcast of me talking. You never know. You never you know. You keep it up like this, bro. You never know. <laughs> so let's talk about your love affair with Jim Carrey and how horrible of a person he is. Um, so I, I showed you a clip from <laughs> yeah. Ace Ventura, yeah. uh, the second one, yeah. which is a family favorite. Full of high-level humor. You know, it's, it's very subtle. You have to uh, really be thinking about it. It's just one of those things. That's the beauty of it. You don't have to think. It's just funny on its surface. You know, when you showed me that, I said you're probably a fan of Airplane and Monty Python as well. Yeah, yeah I am. Of both. Yeah. Uh, okay. What do they call it? Those, those are actually better. I would rather what, sit through a Monty Python marathon than watch 10 minutes of a Jim Carrey movie. Wow. Uh, he just... It's so forced, man. And and, and the Jim Carrey genre yeah. is, I mean, granted, it's it's always Jim Carrey esque. Yeah. Well, now he's got some more serious things. Does he? Yeah. Mm, good for him. I love his paintings. Have you seen his artwork? I have not. Yeah. You have to check it out. Yeah, you like that? No, it's horrible. Okay. He's a horrible person. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Wow, you're going on the record with that. Uh, put it on tape, bro. All right. Yeah, he's horrible. Maybe maybe now, we'll get him on the show. No, <laughs> he'll, he'll join us for a podcast, and you can tell him. I'd love for him to be on the show. I can tell him what a jerk he is. Why is he a jerk? He's just a horrible person. Okay, he's just he's he's just a horrible person. That's so, all I'm going to say. So, in all of your interactions with him, <laughs> okay, but uh, you know, he's, he's just, just a horrible person. You can't believe everything you read, John. All right. You know, on that note, there is a uh, uh, saying that uh, I believe I heard this from the Sad Guru, uh, S A D H G U R U. If anyone wants to look him up, he's uh, and it was something like, you know, you walk into a, a museum and you look at the artwork and you say, "Oh, that's a beautiful painting, right? How beautiful! Look at it! You know, oh, it's so glorious." He said, "But by saying that, you're automatically um, kind of stating that there are ugly paintings." And, you know, things that aren't beautiful. Right. He's like, we shouldn't look at the world like that. We should look at the world and say, oh, that's unique because of this feature. Oh, I like the way that, you know, the reds are beside the greens. You know, that's interesting the way he used this technique to do this artwork. Okay. You know, you ought to, you ought to appreciate all of the artwork for what it is, for being artwork, and then you can... You know, like certain things about one and not so much on another one. Okay. But, there, you know, there is no beauty. There is no good without evil. There is no beauty without the absence of beauty. Right. And that's what he's saying. Okay. Kind of an interesting take. Yeah. Well, how, how do you feel about that take? I love it. Do you? I, I think it, it's, maybe it's just because it's something I need to hear, you know. I, I feel like I sometimes am indoctrinated into this good versus bad. You know, this is a better way to do things. This is a worse way to do things. When it doesn't have to be that way. There are just, a, you know, a spectrum of things, you know, spectrum of art. There's a spectrum of processes. Yeah. One may be more effective in this situation than another one will be. Right. But we don't have to put a label on, you know, Jim's idea that that's a bad idea and Donnie's idea is a great idea. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I know. I, I hear what you're saying. I, I uh, couldn't disagree more. <laughs> <laughs> you think Jim's idea is horrible? I think some ideas are just bad. Okay. And some paintings are ugly. Okay. And some are beautiful. All right. right? And who is the sad guru? 
to tell me that, you know, my opinion. Now, I don't state I understand that beauty's in the eye of the beholder. Right. Right? To, to what I may find is hideous, somebody else may find is fascinating and incredible. Like Jim Carrey versus Bill Murray. Right. Right. Yeah, I mean, you know, for for somebody who mm-hmm. appreciates the beauty or the differences in everything, yeah. you got pretty strong opinions on some stuff I, there, John. I told you, I'm working on it. <laughs> you haven't <laughs> become fully enlightened in that area I, yet? I guess not. Uh, some stuff's good. Some stuff isn't. Call it what it is. A bad idea is a bad idea. It's not just another idea. <laughs> See, it's I a dis- bad idea. I disagree. You think all ideas are good? I don't think they're... No, see? If an idea is good, then another must be bad, right? Oh, right. So nothing is good. Nothing is good. Nothing's bad. It just is. It is what it is. Okay. It just exists. So when it comes time to decide Mm -hmm. whose idea we're going to go with... Yeah. Then we choose the more effective one to achieve the results we're trying to receive. So you are rejecting the other ideas. Yeah, because it's less effective... Because they're bad. It, <laughs> no. You can play with the words all you want. Okay, I just, I just did. Right. But it, ultimately, in plain English, in the universe that the rest of us live in, those are bad ideas. That's what we call those. Uh, I, I bad disagree 100%. Ideas. Yeah. But yeah, hey, you and your guru. You know, you know what, Ray? Your opinion that there are good and bad ideas it's just it it's is an, what it it's is. an opinion that exists. It is is one of I the I appreciate opinions. the value of you having an opinion. <laughs> well, I just happen to disagree with it. I think it's a bad opinion. <laughs> oh. There we go. No. There's there's right and wrong, and there's good and there's bad. And that's the way the world works, John. So sad guru, this guy. When I first heard this guy, I don't know how I ran across him, but I did a little research, and turns out that this guy, uh, you know, the story that he tells, you know, who knows who uh, out in the world of this, you know, spiritual guidance is a charlatan and who is really, you know, enlightened and sharing this with the world, that's hard to judge. You know, some people hate Joel Osteen. Some people love Joel Osteen. Um, Me, I just feel that he is. He is. He exists. Right. Yes. Uh, and we're all just seeking happiness, Ray. We're all just seeking joy, right? Okay. So, sad guru, he says, uh, you know, he had kind of been a bit of a spiritual person. You know, he tried to meditate like we talked about last episode. But he said one day he went up on the mountain and went on this big rock. I think it's like Charmura Mountain or something. I don't know. Not important. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> Who totally, cares? Totally Go. irrelevant. Yeah. So he goes up, he said, this was my normal rock where I normally went and sat on this mountaintop to meditate. He said, I sat there for like 10 or 15 minutes meditating. And, uh, you know, my eyes were open. I was, you know, alert and conscious, but I was meditating. You know, I was in that place. And he said, then I kind of, you know, came back to this plane of existence and realized that five hours had passed in that 10 or 15 minutes of meditation. How about that? So he said, you know, I started to change my life so absolutely okay. well did did he mention what drugs he was on <laughs> he did not he did he, did, he didn't share that the part. drug of love right okay all right the love drug right uh so yeah i don't know then then he teaches about uh 
you know, that, that there is no good or bad. There is no beauty without ugliness, you know, that, that we don't need to classify our lives and, you know, all this kind of thing. But, but wouldn't true indoctrination into that way of thinking mean that why should he be teaching people a better way a different yeah right <laughs> what, what, who is he to, because they are who they are so yeah. but now he's going around telling people that their way of doing it is wrong yeah well i don't think he's doing that i think he's saying i can share my thoughts if you care to come hear them right you know He's not saying everybody else is an idiot. I can correct you. Right, right. Well, if he's correcting people... No, I'm saying... I thought you were saying he's not saying that. Oh, no. I think that he is. Oh, no. I don't think that's what he's saying. Okay. I think he's saying, he. I'm not here to correct you. You, right. you want to find wokeness that way? Go find your wokeness that way. Yeah. But here's a way, and you're happy, I'm happy to share it with you. Anyway, anyway. I, which is our, I mean, it's my approach to coaching. Hey, look, you don't have to do it this way. And you can't work here if you don't. Right, but, right. But please, you know, yeah. sail on. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, you know, I mean, I was thinking about you know, what I like about coaching yeah. is when you're, and, and being a consultant, when you're in the fray, mm -hmm. you can get easily bogged down with the fray, right? You you miss the the outside perspective. Uh, Forest for the trees, kind yeah, of. Yeah, you know, I'm a, a client who I worked for, I directly, and then continued on as a consultant. I feel like I'm much more effective in analyzing where they are, you know, what the hurdles are, how we can overcome them, as a consultant. Mm -hmm. than I was as an employee, Yeah. right? Because when you, you have all the stressors and, and the day-to-day -day and, you know, the emergencies. I, I think uh, even as a consultant, you know, I was at a dealership one time and there was a whole issue going on with, uh, we were bringing in these subprime candidates. And they had one of their F&I people who was specialized in subprime. Mm -hmm. And these people would come in on appointments and rather than send them to go work with her, they would put them through the regular process. They'd shoot them all over town. So by the time they finally realized, you know, they pulled credit and, you know, tried to get approvals and didn't, by the time they finally transitioned them to her, she couldn't do anything with them. She had 10 turndowns. Right, yeah. because now, yeah. you know, what she could have structured a deal around, She so, you know, we're like, Okay, how do we reevaluate and you know, how do we make sure and identify this person that they should go directly to her earlier? Yeah. Right. You know, earlier in the process and you know, I mean all this all this stuff. And the dealer looks at me and he goes, Well, if we just follow your process, Ray, they would speak to a manager first and then the manager could identify and I'm like yeah, why am I working so hard to try to restructure a process? The process is in place. Just use the process correctly and we'll immediately eliminate. But again, just got myself so caught in the actual mechanics of what was going on that I missed the bigger picture, which was, yeah, just follow the process, right? I mean, the process, and I think that's, that's that outside, you know, take a step and, back perspective. And I think a lot of times, you know, egos and emotions and, and personality... Um, you know, 
thinking of the people involved right. sometimes creates those issues. You know, I don't want to hurt that guy's feelings or, you know, oh, this guy's he's the brother-in-law of the owner. I don't want to go against him. Right. You know, whereas a consultant, we can come in and say, all right, look, hey, let's 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 all leave our titles at the door and yeah. let's talk. Yeah. You know? I don't know who you're related to or how you got your job or yeah, <laughs> right. who you're friends with. Or, you know, that person just is going through a divorce. Let's not be too hard on that, you know. Right. We, we may do it out of fear. We may do it out of tr- thinking that we're being kind. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I mean, the, the best way to help someone and to be kind to someone else is to help them solve their problems and make more money. Right. You know? So, yeah, well, you're not doing any favors by... Trying to save feelings. No. And my perspective on those kind of things is, is I think the, the, the general manager, the dealer, those in authority, whatever the situation or business, they have a bigger responsibility to the team than they have to any individual. So if by me allowing you to underperform or not perform Mm -hmm. is putting an additional stress on the rest of the people. So is it really, am I really doing good by allowing this, this, uh, you know, incompetence to occur? Right. Or am I doing good by calling it out either, you know, forcing competence or eliminating the incompetence? You're allowing the whole ship to go down. Right. You're, you're allowing everybody else to, you know, I mean, you, you have a bigger responsibility. Well, this guy's having a rough time. I, 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 I'm sorry for him. I, you know, I, I, but you I don't care. I have a big heart. No, I do. I care. <laughs> I'm not going to sacrifice. I also care about all of the other people and their families yeah, and their situations yeah, yeah. and how this is, you know, detrimental, detrimental to them and, and also their attitudes. Right? I mean, that's one of the big things we're talking about now. If, if you feel like you have to do more work to compensate for somebody who's not doing it, well, yeah, it's, it's going to be tough to continue to maintain that positive attitude when you're going, well, uh, you know, how come that guy gets the slack? Right? And how come that requires me to have to take extra steps? So. Or, or, like you say in this example, the whole dealership is losing deals, which means salespeople are losing deals right. and service writers are losing service business, all because we didn't follow this process because, you know, we got a lazy manager or whatever. Yeah. Or, they're, or they're we're unaware. working around, yeah, somebody yeah. who doesn't believe or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Maybe they're just not bought in. Yeah. Uh, okay. So one last thing on Sadhguru I, I had in my show notes here. He, he talks about a decision to be happy. You know, he said one example he gave, I thought this was really cool, was he said some people, uh, you know, the example with the story, the path he went down was you've got an unhappy person, right? Maybe they're complaining about their job or they're, they complain about being single, right? So you got this this guy saying, man, you know, my life sucks because I'm single and boy, it'd be great to have a partner to share life with. And, you know, wouldn't that be awesome? So he goes out and he, and he dates and he finds a woman that he falls in love with and he gets married. And then he says, you know what, man, this ball and chain, you know, asking me to do these chores and, you know, tells me I'm never giving her enough love. And man, I was so much happier when I was single. Right. Maybe some kids would help. Yeah, let's have some kids. That always brings the family together. So he has kids. And then he's bitching because the kids, you know, doing this and doing bad in school and broke his lawnmower or whatever. 
And the point is, the guy's just never happy. Oh, thank God there's a point. He just hasn't decided to be happy. Okay. Okay. Yeah. All right. But uh, I thought it was important that he, you know, shows, <laughs> all right, he's unhappy here, so he fixes that. Now he's unhappy there, fixes that. But I think there's a lot of people, man. I, hell, I've dated them. So, <laughs> <laughs> that go through life that are just, they never allow themselves to be happy. They right. never wake up in the morning and say, man, it's going to be a great day today. Yeah. You know? Don't, they they don't see the good that's in front of them. They see what's not occurring that's beyond what what they have. Maybe it's a story as old as time, Ray. The grass is always greener, right? The grass the is greener, right? Well, yeah. I mean, I think the other example that you gave, same line, was you know you don't have a job and you're going, God, I need a job, man. Yeah, I need money, and then you get a job and you're like, Oh, well, this job sucks, sucks right? And, <laughs> and then you you know well, maybe that job would be better. And you get over there. Well, no, this one has problems too. I get, you know, rather than just appreciate uh, what it is that you're doing. Yeah, yeah. But Mike Rowe one time said, he said, quit looking for the perfect job and start being the perfect employee, right? Oh, yeah. Like, you know, put your heart into it. Whether you're cleaning toilets or taking out the garbage or whatever, you know, bussing tables, be the best at that job. And I guarantee you, somebody's going to want you on their team to do a better job. Right. You know, do a bigger, more higher paying job. Oh, absolutely. With more responsibilities. I, uh, you know, I do interviewing for, for dealerships, uh, interviewing a kid just the other day for a dealership. And he was just, I mean, the guy was just so energetic and he, you know, was I asked him, hey, just give me a snapshot overview of your job history. Mm-hmm. And he's like, man, I was here and I, man, I really loved it. And, you know, I was doing that, but, you know, I wanted a better opportunity. So it went from, you know, kind of selling cell phones to selling tennis shoes. And, man, I really like that. And, you know, I mean, I, I'm a sneakerhead. I love, you know, I really get into it. Meeting other people who are really into, the, you know, tennis shoes and stuff. Each position he grew to a leadership position and then management and then he moved on because he you know wanted more opportunity to expand and i thought what a, i mean who would want to hire shot. this kid right? <laughs> right i mean you know he just he just seemed like he was overjoyed in every job that he had you know and his life just continually moved up and then he was successful there and now he's looking to move up again and he said you know i just thought well gosh you know what could i sell that's you know, bigger than, you know, tennis shoes or clothes or, you know, cell phones and stuff like that. And he was like, man, I'd, I'd love to learn about selling cars. And that guy's you know, going to be a business broker before too long. Right? Yeah, he he's going to be something. I think somebody might want to buy Best Buy. Surely somebody will buy Best Buy. Right, let me go yeah. see. Let me, let me, let me go uh, see what I can do in that maybe, area. Maybe that guy could uh, find a buyer for Blockbuster. You know, who knows? <laughs> right. Well, yeah, you're, you're dating yourself, John. Hey, uh, that reminds me of Napoleon Hill. You know, the other day when we were talking about the two books, you know, that you, you like. Napoleon Hill, that's the redheaded kid movie about that's, him. That, the, yeah, that's oh, no, Napoleon Dynamite. Right that's different. That is different. Yeah. Okay. Uh, did you like that movie? Did you? I did. Oh. It's kind of stupid, but. It is. It was very understated. Maybe that's my comedy level. Have you ever seen a movie called. Is it a comedy? Yeah. Peter, is there a guy, a famous actor named Peter? Yeah, there's a few of them. What's his name? Peter Fonda. Actually, that popped up when I typed in Peter, but it's not him. Being There. Have you ever heard of the movie Being There? No. 
Peter Sellers, I think. Yes, Peter Sellers oh. and Shirley MacLaine. Okay. You know Peter Sellers? I do. I, I didn't know who he the was. The Pink Panther. Is it? Yeah. Oh. He's the original Pink Panther. I didn't know that. Or, you know, uh, Clouseau. Yeah. Right, he's the original Clouseau. Inspector Clouseau. Inspector Clouseau okay. in the Pink Panther movies. I did yeah. not know that. Peter Sellers. My mom shared this movie with me, um, I don't know, years ago. Maybe she was watching it and said, we talked about it one day. But so I, I looked it up and I really liked it, man. But we're talking about comedy. This is the most understated comedy you've ever seen. And it is hilarious. Okay. The guy, there's, he uh, is the kid of a rich guy like a multi-millionaire guy owns you know whatever half of new york well the guy dies and so the and and the kid was kind of slow so the family didn't you know get him out and about he just kind of stayed home and he was the gardener right you know he uh he worked in the garden so Every time he interacts with people, he's like says these things that they think, "Oh wow, that's so amazing that you look at it like that." Right, very like, profound. Yeah, just by happenstance, he gets hit by a car of this rich lady, and <laughs> and and she takes him home to stay in her mansion with her husband, and the husband knows the president, so the president comes over, and uh, this guy, this gardener is now advising the president on how he should conduct matters of the country. Sounds like Forrest Gump. The guys, yeah. So the president says, what do you think about this? You know, I got to I gotta do something with the workers and the businesses and the union and blah, blah, blah. And Peter Sellers says, well, it'll be springtime soon. That means new buds growing and the flowers will bloom. And the, the president's like, what the hell are you talking about? And the guy sitting there with him goes... I think what he means is there'll be a new beginning. Right. You know? <laughs> and he goes, yeah, yeah, new beginning in springtime. And then, of course, in fall, you know, the leaves will fall. The th things in the garden will turn brown. And he goes, oh, oh, you're saying so we're not out of the woods yet. You've got to look this up, man. This movie called Being There. It is hilarious. All right. Okay. And it's very deep and spiritual, too, because the guy's just like... Just know. a simple guy yeah. with simple solutions. Yeah. Right. And they uh, read all this other stuff in... I mean, he comes across as a man of great wisdom that's very soft-spoken. Right. Well, you know, most men of wisdom are. Uh, I don't know what that says for us. Touche, Ray. Touche. <laughs> you said it. So, uh, you know, b back to the topic. Did you finish with uh, old Sadie? Sad so, yeah, I'm done with him. Yeah. Oh, we were on uh, Napoleon Hill. Yeah, I got, we you. I got you off that. Yeah, I'm, sorry. No, but I'm sorry. When you were talking about your guy that you found from the... Charles Hennell. Yeah, Charles Hennell. Uh, I meant to mention Napoleon Hill, who wrote Think and Grow Rich right. and then The Law of Success. Uh, so, yeah, you can find his speeches on YouTube. And Who's also from, what, 20s, the yeah, 30s? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know, he released his first book in the 20s, but then I think he got big in the 30s and 40s. Okay. Uh, when he was an elder statesman. Right. Yeah. But very much proponent, uh, author, teacher on the power of positive thinking. and Yeah. Yeah. The, I think he called it... I don't know, PMA or something, positive mental attitude. Oh. He said, you know, everything begins here. If you don't have a positive mental attitude, nothing is going to be accomplished in the world unless it's by people with a positive mental attitude. 
Okay. Uh, I don't know how true that is. I've added a lot of jerks. Make right. a lot of money. <laughs> but I, mean, but I they, guess they're positive that they could take advantage of people and make a lot of money. They surround themselves with those those positive people. Yeah. But anyway, now Napoleon Hill. Cool stuff. Yeah. Hey, have you ever heard of Alan Watts? No. No. Oh, well. He's like kind of like the sad guru. The, oh, yeah. The No. John Bernie. No. No. Oh, man, you got to look some of his stuff up. Okay. I mean, I'm not a huge fan, but I'm, I know people that are. So you don't like him, but you think I should watch him. Yeah, I mean, it's just another... Why would you recommend something that you don't like? Uh, because it's educational, Ray. <laughs> because you had to suffer through it, so now I have to suffer through it? He's kind of like Sad Guru, but uh, you know, he's a white Western guy instead of a dark-toned Eastern guy. Okay. Same kind of message, though. Same kind of delivery. Yeah. Good to go to sleep, too. <laughs> or, yeah, man, maybe you could meditate with your eyes closed while you're listening. Why don't you meditate with your eyes closed? <laughs> I don't have to close my eyes to meditate, Ray. That's how enlightened I am. Well, why, so I'm, I'm meditating but, right now. But you're accusing me. I, you know, I had that feeling. Because <laughs> God only knows. I mean, your mind's... On another dimension, John. You're on another plane. So, my mother has this uh, little card hanging on her cupboard, and I loved it. It says, uh, don't just do something, sit there. <laughs> How deep is that, bro? Wow. Don't just do something. You know, people are always just doing something. You're out doing something. Yeah, you know, you feel like you got to do something all the time. Yeah. Don't just do something. Sit there. Just sit there. No. Oh, not just sit there? Right. No, it's sit there. Sit there. You know, be. Be there, right? So why isn't it just sit there? Because it's just do something. Oh. Don't just go do something. <laughs> and sit don't there. just sit there. Sit there with purpose. Sit there. Yeah. All exactly. Right. And you've lived your life by that. I'm sitting here now. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm going through this torture for a purpose, right? Again, I I uh, I can't embrace that. No, no. Maybe that's uh, what's wrong with you, right? Maybe it is. Maybe it is. Uh, it could, we could have uh, come to the, the <laughs> grand conclusion of what's wrong with Ray. I'd say if you just do something, it'll lead to the next opportunity. If you're out and engaging. If you're just going out to engage and having conversations and experiencing and doing and following, I mean, you know, that happens to me all the time. I go to Walmart to pick up a gallon of milk. And, and then I will walk out of there with an entire cart full, like overflowing with stuff. And I'll be loading it in the car and realize, oh, my God, I never got the milk. That's my point, Ray. That's my exact point. You're just filling your life with stuff. Right, but you, this is all going, stuff that I... You're just mindlessly consuming. That I need it. Oh, okay, I'll, I'll take some of that. Oh, you know what? I, I meant to pick up one of those for the last two weeks. Yeah, and, oh, look at this here. It's on sale. And I could use one of those. And, you know, just kind of wander just, through and... Just be, right? Just just get the milk. Right. Just sit. I'm, I'm gonna, yeah. I should have just sat. I should have just sat right sometimes, down. Say, sometimes you just got to just... You know, go sit on a park bench. <laughs> Watch the river flowing by. And oh, my think, God. And think, man, that river, it's been flowing for years. Right. And it just never ends. 
See, it doesn't ask anything I'm of sorry. nature. It doesn't ask anything of anyone. It just flows. So that's that's what you're proposing that we encourage people. You know, like walk into the dealership as the manager <laughs> and, and look at your sales team and go, "Hey guys, sit." Yeah, hey, let's have a sales meeting and everybody come in here and uh, and sit. And we're just gonna just be, just yeah. be. But but boss, I just saw a couple walk in the front. No 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 no. Just be, just sit. Right? Hey, I bet you'd sell more cars if you I, made your sales staff sit for ten minutes and just kind of center themselves. I tell you who would sell more cars. Me, because I'd be out there picking up that up. <laughs> I'd be like, "Yeah, you guys just keep just keep sitting, keep sitting over there. You're good. You're uh-huh. you get get center, get yep. center. Hey, how can I help you?" And you'd be running around like oh, a crazy yeah. man, selling eight cars a month, right. and my enlightened selling team eight cars would be a selling day. twenty-five. You're selling eight cars a day, because uh, who are they going to sell a car to? They're just sitting. So it it take you can't just wake up in the morning and. Put your boots on and go, Ray. Yeah. You need some time for self-reflectiveness. All right. I'm telling you, you're going to burn yourself out, bro. Nah. No. That's why you're late to everything. I'm That's not late to everything. That's why you can't quit looking at your phone. You're always thinking, i got to do something. i gotta, I got to answer this text. Uh, oh, what is uh, i got a news late? article. Who's late? Oh, I wonder who died. Let me look at the news. Nah. No. Come on, man. Turn it off. Disengage. Unplug. Really? Unplug, bro. I'm glad that works for you, John. I've... I've Completely endorse that for you. It's not for me. There's stuff to do. I got stuff to do. Right. Not one way is better than the other, brain. <laughs> They're just different ways. Well, that's your thinking. My thinking is that's crap, and my way is the right way. <laughs> and you appreciate that that's how I feel. <laughs> right? Uh, I, I appreciate your right to have an incorrect point of view. <laughs> <laughs> you have not fully embraced your doctrine. John. I'm trying. I need to sit, sit more. Right, you do. I mean, yeah, please. I need to reflect. Yep. Uh, that's what I think every time I see you. John just needs to sit more. <laughs> <laughs> He's, he doesn't sit here. He doesn't sit nearly enough. He just needs to go sit. <laughs> That's the problem. I'm glad. I'm glad to hear that. I'll, I'll make a commitment to you, Ray. That I will try to sit more. Oh, good. That's going to do wonders for you. I appreciate. I can't you. wait to see how how much you how you much expand your universe. You can't wait to see how much I grow. You grow. By sitting more. You expand. In all ways, absolutely. If you'll just uh, sit, Ray, you can kiss my expanded ass. Oh. <laughs> well, I want to thank our listeners for joining us once again and, for another episode well. of Saturday yeah. Morning Sales so, Meeting. So, you want to recap? I mean, what what should they take away? Well, I, I think I can't. Uh, I can't think of anything else, right? I think the importance is that we, on an individual level, make a personal choice to find to find joy in the world, to Amen. find joy in every day. I fully endorse that. I fully endorse that. I think you you make the day what it's going to be, right? It's your determination and and uh, 
internal dialogue that's going to make this day for you. So, And you string a lot of those days together, hey, pretty much you got a life you can look back on with happiness and, and a smile. Yep. And, and let's not forget to treat others that way as well. You know, if you'll, they say charity begins at home, Ray. And I always thought, what the hell does that mean? Like give myself money? What, put money in a savings account? But I think in one sense of the, the words, it means you got to take care of yourself so that you can take care of others. Okay. You know? Yeah. Then you can take that out into the world and spread joy to others. Amen. I love it. We do appreciate you listening, and we hope you'll listen again. If you enjoy the podcast, you can go to SaturdayMorningSalesMeeting.com where you can listen to additional episodes, read articles, and learn more about John and Ray. We also cover topics such as automotive sales and service, best practices, training, and techniques that you can put in place today to sell more vehicles and write more ROs. Or gain more dollars per RO. To register for a total dealership assessment, you can visit the website for more information or simply send an email to info at SaturdayMorningSalesMeeting.com. What's that email address again? It's info ray at Saturday morning sales meeting.com. It's info ray at Saturday morning sales meeting.com. No, Ray, it's just info at Saturday morning sales meeting.com. So just info at Saturday morning sales meeting.com. You've got it. Great.